This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing? Doing very good. Uh, you know, good week of hockey that just preceded this uh, this recording. Uh, got a game today that we're not going to be able to cover, but regardless, you know, T- Tampa's still in the hunt, of course. So, you know, I'm 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 going to be happy. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty happy as well. I have to say that uh, because of coronavirus. I missed one of my online assignments. When it's online, I I just don't it's it's harder to pay attention to. I'll say that because oh, yeah. last night as I was in bed thinking about recording this episode, I was thinking what else do I have to do? And then I was like, "Oh shit. I I had a fucking assignment due on Friday <laughs> and uh did not get that done." But that's all right. We'll survive. Uh, it's not like it's a, a do or die assignment. It was just one of your intros. Hi, my name is Mike Mitchelson, and I like to record podcasts. Uh, you know that type of assignment. So yeah, they'll suck anyway. Yeah, exactly. We'll get through it. Um, Chase, it is Sunday as we are recording, and this is the first week of NFL football. I know you and I are both absolutely pumped for it. If you guys are pumped for football. Uh, make sure to check out our other podcast at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can check us out there. And uh, we release episodes every week, just like we do Bolts broadcast, talking majority about football, whether that be college or the NFL. Uh, we do talk a little bit about some other sports, but with us doing Bolts broadcast, we don't talk about hockey as much anymore. But yeah, if you're uh, interested in football, check out the WNP Sports Pod. Uh, also, Chase, before we hop into what's going on in this episode, we have a new merch store. Hell yeah, we do. So uh, make sure to click on the link in our Twitter. It's, you know, like if you want to type it in based off of me telling you uh, over the microphone here, it's boltsbroadcast.whatforapparel.com or just click on the link that you can find on our Twitter. Uh, we got shirts, we got hoodies, we got mugs, we, we, you know, we got all, all that fun stuff, so Make sure to get some uh, Bolts Broadcast merch. We got some stuff uh, coming up planned, too. You know, we'll probably release in a week or two. Uh, we got some giveaways that are going to be coming up. So just uh, keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter for all that information. Absolutely. And we're going to have some uh, some people model our stuff. So keep an eye out for that because uh, there's some pretty people. And, you know, we'll see what we can do. Uh, but, yeah, Chase, everything is going well for both of us. So let's start hopping into the show. All right, everyone, coming up on the Bolts broadcast, we're going to be talking about Stamkos receiving unwarranted hate. We're going to be taking a peek at all of the games Tampa has played thus far to this point against the New York Islanders. And then after, we're going to be talking about some other news around the hockey world. So, Chase, let's first get into Stamkos receiving unwarranted hate. Obviously, with Stamkos not going to be playing in this year's playoffs, uh, it, it seems like Tampa fans... Obviously annoyed that he couldn't be here. I think we all are. We wish uh, our captain and one of our best players could be on the ice. But with him gone, it seems like people are kind of brushing it off, saying, uh, we got point, we got Kucherov, who needs Stamkos? And now we are still a good team. 
without Stamkos. However, I think without Stamkos, we are no longer an elite team. We are no longer the best team in the NHL because Stamkos really does bring a lot. You know, maybe that's true, but even without Stamkos, I still think we're by far the best team left in these playoffs. Like, it, and I don't think it comes close. I think the other three teams in these playoffs lack so much star power. But missing Stamkos is massive. You know, he's your captain. He's your superstar. He's been a superstar for quite a few years, for over a decade pretty much now. It's It sucks not having him. And, you know, like, let's be clear, there still technically is a chance he comes back to these playoffs, you know, comes back for the final round. But being honest, there's, there's 0% chance he comes back. There's been just zero update about his health. You know, it's just such a been a weird situation that we can pretty much just count him out for us these playoffs. You know, it, it does suck. If Tampa goes on this uh, run, you know, like or keeps going on this run, I should say, and do a little damage and get to the Stanley Cup Finals, if Stamkos can't be out there for that, it, that's that's gonna suck. Like, I don't want to jinx anything, but if this team were to win the Cup and then your captain can't even be there, man, that 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 would that would be heartbreaking. Yeah, and you know Stamkos wants to play. He's not. Oh, he's yeah. not sitting out, going. You know, I mean. It'd be cool to be there with my team, but, you know, I've kind of been relaxing the summertime, you know, I don't really want to go back, stay uh, quarantined for a little bit in the bubble and then be able to play. It's not that. He wants to be in. He wants to play. Uh, It's already hard enough to watch his boys do what they're doing right now in this playoff run, possibly lift the Stanley Cup, like Chase said. So him also receiving some hate from some Tampa Bay Lightning fans, that's not helping either. You know the guy wants to play. He wants to be there for his team. And it's he's just in a hard situation with his health. I mean, Stamkos has always been a guy who has kind of struggled with health issues. He's been a phenomenal player, but he has struggled a bit with health issues. We saw him have that absolutely gruesome injury against the Bruins when uh, – his shin just wrapped around the post. Something you don't want to see. Um, so, hey, I understand all of our frustration that he couldn't be on the ice. That doesn't mean we need to start throwing him under the bus. That doesn't mean we should start celebrating that, hey, we don't need Stamkos because our team's that good. I think we do need Stamkos. We do need, we do need our captain in the locker room. And uh, it, it's it's time to cut out all that hate that uh, is heading his way. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it can be done without him in these playoffs, but with him, it would just make it so much easier. But you, you need to get, you know cut this guy some slack, give him benefit of the doubt. He's been leading this team for such a long time. And, you know, he, he's put his heart and soul on the ice. It, it just sucks. He's like, he's really, in my opinion, never been able to reach his full potential because of these injuries. I th- like he's he was a first overall pick for a reason. He's a guy with game breaking talent, and he's shown that quite a bit at times. But there's other times where he just looks like a star player, and a lot of it is dealing with you know those injuries, trying to come back from them all the time. It's it's hard to develop your skills that way. So hopefully he can come back from this injury, maybe have a healthier rest of his career. And I I know he's getting on a little bit not like old but older and it's where the point he's not really developing much more but who knows maybe we can see another gear out of him at some point i absolutely agree with you chase all right chase now let's talk about uh some game recap against the islanders here we have played three games we're currently up two to one first game ended eight to two we absolutely blew out the islanders in that game the second game a two to one victory however this one it did seem like frustrations got to us 
And then game three was a loss, five to three. I know you and I only got to peek at that game a little bit because you and I were both busy partying Friday night, but we won't talk about that. All right, Chase, what were the keys to victory for our Lightning in the eight to two victory game one? Literally, key one, if I had to give three keys, number one was dominance, number two was dominance, and number three was dominance because Tampa was literally better in every aspect of the game. The New York Islanders looked like a freaking East Coast League team that was playing against an NHL team. It just wasn't fair. Tampa was superior offensively, defensively. Their goalie was better. I, like, everything just went right for Tampa. Some of the goals they scored were just silly. It, it looked like an all-star game out there. It was pretty much like the hockey version of the, of the Globetrotters. And, you know, it was pretty great to see in game one of the series. Obviously, the last two games haven't been quite as that, but... Like, Tampa just, they did everything right. Everything just clicked for them. Yeah, absolutely. We were able to see both goaltenders of the Islanders as Grice got pulled early. Varlamo came in. Couldn't do much better. All right, for number two, or game two. uh, This game, the Islanders definitely played it how they wanted to, as we only got 21 shots on net. However, we were able to take it and still uh, walk away with a 2-0 lead. What was... uh, Give me some of your recap on this game, Chase. So this is a game where Tampa looked honestly horrible. This is not a game they deserve to win, but at the same time, this is a game that championship teams end up finding a way to win. That's what Tampa did. When you finish the game with a grand total of 21 shots after just thumping the team 8-2 to two days before, you know, it's kind of a cause for concern. But this is what the Islanders do. They play that really sound defensive game. Uh, it's it's a game where you have to capitalize on your grade A chances. Otherwise, you're just not going to be scoring because you're not really getting a ton of second, third chances off of those original chances. Uh, so, you know, Tampa struggled, Tampa struggled with that all game long. Finally broke the seal, you know, broke the tie with about nine seconds left, just under nine seconds left in the game because Kucherov finally just said, you know, screw it. I'm just going to gonna fire it and score. It, it just it really was a game where the Islanders were the better team. Tampa did not deserve to win, but... They scored in the clutch moment, and that's what you need out of a championship team. Absolutely, and that could be a game that uh, the team keeps in the back of their mind and pushes them even further in this playoff run. Uh, but game three, Chase, this one was a tough one. We took the L on this one, 5-3. to three. It seemed like everything was going wrong in this game. Uh, what are some of your, uh, I guess, gripes with the game and why we did take this loss? Well, Tampa did play better in this one. We'll start off with there. They played better than game two, but still obviously nowhere near game one. The last two games have been some of their like less or like less great games in these playoffs, I should say. That's I don't know how else to really word that. But I mean it started with like Cal Clutterbuck got a relatively quick goal there in the first period and kind of from there like Tampa ended up tying it before the period ended as well, but they just I don't never really fully took like the lead in my opinion. They they had some dominant moments as they're going to with a team that skilled, but the Islanders did what they did. They negated their offense. They helped control the game. Tampa just I don't they they couldn't really get in the flow. Uh, only getting one power play chance too doesn't help. They end up scoring on that power play. If they would have gotten a couple more, maybe things could have been a little differently, gone a little differently. But Tampa just yet again didn't do enough in terms of their offensive output. 
Yeah, and I do want to mention on the bright side, our power play has been good against the Islanders. I think we were three for six or three for five in that first game, uh, one for one in this third game. So we have been clicking there. The one thing with this game three, two, is it seemed like everything was going wrong for Vassy. So the first goal that was scored, Vassy's right pad had a strap loose. He was trying to get a whistle blown, couldn't. And then Clutterbuck scored. So you don't want to see that. And then it, it just seemed like everything kind of spiraled out of control at that point. The other three goals that he let in, because that last one was, of course, an empty netter. The other three, Vasilevsky stops those all the time. So it seemed like it was just one of those days, and we all have them, where something goes wrong. And, and maybe it's not your fault why the first thing goes wrong, but then things start to pile up. Things start to stack on one another and it's just a frustrating day and you just can't get back. You can't rebound off of it. It seemed like that's kind of what happened with Vasilevsky this game. Um, We definitely need to see a better performance out of him, but the overall team as well. And we definitely saw the frustration from this team because as the Islanders were going to score their empty netter, we saw Kucherov Right on the back of, gosh, who was it that scored the empty netter? Was it Brock Nelson? J.G. No, J.G. Peugeot. Um, we saw Kucherov slashing at his legs. I think we got four penalties in the last minute of the game just because frustration has just boiled up on this team uh, from game two and now into game three. Uh, frustration just boiled over, and it uh, got a little bit ugly at the end of the game there. But, hey. We're up 2-1. to one. That's a big victory in my mind. I think uh, it could easily be 1-2 to two in favor of the Islanders. So um, being up 2-1 is absolutely phenomenal. Chase, what are some keys for us to put together to continue to get the victories over the New York Islanders? Well, first of all, getting Alex Lauren and Braden Point back is going to help a ton. So hopefully Braden Point's good to go today. Uh, last report I saw, it was still undecided. Uh, if he can get in, you know, that's going to make a big difference. Kaloran will be back, so that's going to help as well. Uh, it's just really about dominating in the offensive zone. It's not easy to do. It's it's a team that's, the Islanders are a team that's not easy to get into the O zone. It's hard to dominate in there. But if you can find a way to dominate down low, uh, you know, if you can cycle the puck around, then break it into the middle and get some grade A chances, that's really how you're going to win. And Vasilevsky, of course, needing to be on his A game. Because if he is even on his, you know, B minus game, this Islanders team isn't a super skilled team, but they will find ways to score. They'll find enough ways to score to supplement their defense. So if Vassy plays as well as he can and should, and then the Tampa offense is, you know, back to where it was earlier in these playoffs, we should be good to go. Absolutely, and I think our our role players are going to have a very big role in this series because, like we talk about, the Islanders, a very good defensive team, likes to play the trap game. This isn't going to be an easy series where Point and Kucherov can just skate into the zone. This is going to be a very very heavy and chippy type game where players are just going to have to chip it up the boards, have to get in, fight for that puck, and get possession in the offensive zone. I think that's where we see Kalorn coming back. He can really help there. Yanni Gord, of course, Pat Murray. Guys like that are really going to help us take this series. So we're going to have to see some more uh, some more great play out of those guys. But yeah, Chase mentioned Kalorn out due to suspension, point out due to injury in that game three. That is a reason why uh, we took the loss. But 
we're going to be seeing them back here very soon, and it's going to be great. Uh, other Tampa news before we get in a quick commercial break. Uh, Tampa signed Alex Green out of Cornell to an entry-level contract. Yeah, so six foot two defenseman out of Cornell, uh, fourth round pick back in 2018 of Tampa, 23 years old, a 98 birthday. He's a pretty uh, solid. It was a pretty solid producer in college. Uh, just coming off of a 16 point season at Cornell through 29 games, seven goals, nine assists. Uh, you know he's not like a flashy like type of superstar level player, but he he's reliable in his own own. He's reliable as a defenseman. He can put up some points where where you need him to. He's gonna help you know get the puck out of the zone. He's a guy who's he's gonna spend some time in Syracuse. You know, it's he's not gonna be just right up in the NHL right away, but he he's got that ability to maybe one day be a regular contributor for the Lightning. So, you know, congrats to Alex Alex Green. Hopefully, we can watch him develop into something special. Yeah, absolutely, and I I love to see that the Tampa front office is still looking at bringing in more players from college or any other level, uh, even though we're on a very nice playoff run. So it's nice to see that from the front office. They're doing their diligence in every aspect of the game right now. Great to see. All right, Chase, former first-rounder from Tampa, Nikita Alexiev. He's going to become a Tampa-based firefighter. Yeah, so I, I was uh, looking through news articles today and saw this one. I just came across. I thought it was pretty cool. So uh, I don't know how many Tampa fans remember this name. He was a first-round pick back in 2008th overall. Didn't have much of an NHL career. Played a total of 156 games. Uh, you know, played quite a few of that with Tampa. Pretty much all of it. Uh, just ended up playing a few games with Chicago as well. But oh, I thought this was a cool story. A guy who, you know, played North America, went back to the KHL after his North American hockey career didn't work out. And just found his way back over here and decided to become a firefighter. Uh, you know, I, I'm someone who really, like, I so I support, you know, the firefighters. I really admire what they do. That's a very dangerous job. So to have the courage to go do this after having, you know, a fairly illustrious hockey career, you're good on them. Absolutely. We wish nothing but the best for Nikita Alexiev. All right, guys, coming up next, we're going to be talking about some other news around the league. But first, we're going to be taking a quick break to check out Bar Down Breakdown, only found on the Hockey Podcast Network. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey, then... And I was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. And we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. And we are back, everyone. If you are interested in listening to some more Bar Down Breakdown, make sure you go give them a listen anywhere you get your podcast, whether that be Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, we're on everything. All right, Chase, let's talk about some other news around the hockey world. First, we're going to be talking about Lou Lamarillo and Bruce Cassidy as they have added some hardware to their trophy cabinet. Yep, so Lou wins GM of the year 
And then Bruce Cassidy wins Coach of the Year, the Jack Adams. So I want to talk about both of these awards very specifically because they both kind of anger me. So starting with the GM of the Year, I talked about this on the Soda Pod I was on earlier this week. I am not a fan of GM of the Year award because GM is not a year-by-year award. Sure, you could say the signing you made in free agency or the trade you made at the deadline is what qualifies you for that award. But a GM isn't, their job isn't just to look now. Their job is to look now plus two, three, four, five years down the road. If they did a GM of like a certain time, so like three to five years, the GM of the last five years, GM last year, whatever award, that would make a lot more sense in my opinion because it's this is such a hard job to just judge a guy off of one year. What are your thoughts? I agree with you there. I think like if we look at Pittsburgh with GMJR, uh, the guy made phenomenal moves for a good three-year period, and he helped them win two Stanley Cups. I think if you base it on that three- to five-year period, you see, oh, my gosh, this guy's phenomenal. However, obviously, that's taken a break now because he's just made some terrible moves this offseason. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. One year, definitely not enough to award GM of the year, especially because – a lot of the times you see prospects and picks moving to acquire some better players at the deadline to help make a playoff push. And if that happens, you don't know who wins the deal until the prospect slash pick proves themselves or proves that they aren't what they're supposed to be. Exactly. And then moving on to the Jack Adams, Bruce Cassidy winning it is a joke. It's not like this team just came out of nowhere and they were all of a sudden so good. No. This is the team. This team had like the same exact roster pretty much as last year. They were already a great team last year. You know, we saw what they did going all the way to the finals. And I, I don't get how just because they finished top of the league this year, they just deserve, he deserves Jack Adams coach of the year. I, I don't understand how Torts doesn't win it. He took a team of nothing and they were on pace to be better than they were last year when they still had guys like Panarin, uh, Bobrovsky, or Shane. He took they took this team and they were better. They looked better in the playoffs. I I don't know. It just it it doesn't make any sense to me. The only thing I can try to do to rationalize it is say just because it's Torts, they don't want to give him this award. You know, he's a very outspoken guy. He doesn't do very well at the media. You know, we've seen a lot of his news blips. But I I don't know. It, it even if that is the case, I still think it's just a bush league move. It makes no sense to me. Absolutely, Torts should have deserved the Jack Adams. That was a bottom five team when it comes to just pure talent. Bottom five team in the league. Yet, he was able to make it to the playoffs. He pushed our Tampa Bay Lightning to the limit. Even though it only went five games, let's be honest, all five games were just brutal. They were a grind fest. He was pushing our team to the limit. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's a joke that Torts doesn't get it. Um, and especially with Bruce Cassidy getting it. I mean, that team was in the Stanley Cup last year. He's had the same team. It's not like there's a big overturn with the Bruins. That team was in the Stanley Cup last year. And somehow he wins it. I don't don't get it. Uh, 100% agree with you on that, Chase. All right, Chase. NHL draft um, originally set to be at a later date. However, now it is moved up to October 6th and October 7th with free agency at October 9th. I know you and I very pumped for this news because we're big prospect dudes and with the draft coming earlier, it just makes us happier. Yes, it does. You know, it's my favorite time of the year is NHL draft season. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Tampa, of course, no first round picks after having two just, you know, coming into the year, coming to the deadline. So it's going to, it kind of sucks, but at the end of the day, those trades were made to help bolster this team to push for the cup. So it is what it is. Can't complain too much, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. There's a, you know, there's a lot of guys in this draft that I'm really looking to see where they go. I look forward to their future careers, guys that I have some personal ties with that I'm really rooting for. So I, 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 I just can't wait. It's less than a month away. It, it feels surreal because, you know, it should have been back in June, didn't happen, so just felt like it was never going to happen. But we're getting closer. You know, we're getting closer to seeing the Stanley Cup awarded, closer to the draft, closer to free agency, and closer to a new season, which all just felt so improbable, you know, only a couple months ago. Absolutely, and I will say it feels tremendously weird right now seeing that the draft is coming up in less than a month Yet we're not even in the Stanley Cup Finals yet. That that to me seems so weird because obviously when we're looking at the normal schedule, the Stanley Cup is awarded and then usually we have three weeks, maybe a month until the NHL draft. But now we have less than that and we're not even at the Stanley Cup Finals. So this whole uh, schedule just being absolutely pushed together because of COVID and how we had to uh, postpone the season. But hey, I'm excited. We're going to have nonstop hockey here for quite a bit. Um, I I know that after free agency, we're going to have like what, a month and a half, two month break. Um, But but then we're going to get right back into it. So it's going to be super exciting to see what happens from this point forward. uh, And we're looking forward to it. All right. Last piece of news on the day, Chase. Pierre Maguire, no longer in the running for the GM for the Arizona Coyotes, and I know Corey and Richie were celebrating this. Yeah, like th- like it would have been funny, honestly, and he would have been off our TV screens. He's a guy who just drives me crazy, but like, thank God. There's, there's so many other guys that I want to see get that opportunity. You know, he was a coach, and, you know, I, I honestly forgot, too, he also did uh, manage the Hartford Whalers back in the day, too. So, like, he, he played both roles like that. And he hasn't done it in quite some time for a reason. You know, he didn't succeed quite as much as you would like someone to in that role. I, there's just so many, like, so many more qualified guys or guys that are up and coming at least that I think deserve that opportunity more. Uh, so we'll see who they end up end up going with. Maybe they just keep Steve Sullivan, uh, moving from interim to full-time. But I, I don't know. I feel like that's not going to happen with how much search searching they've been seeming. They've seemingly been doing. Geez, I can't speak today. Look forward to seeing who they name. Yeah, for sure. And I think it would have just been a PR disaster if Pierre did come in, just because not many people like Pierre Maguire. I'm not a person that hates Pierre. However, I'm not a diehard for Pierre. You know, he is what he is, and I've gotten over that. Um, But with everything that's happened in Arizona this year, if Pierre comes in, I think it's just a PR disaster. But, uh, Hey, we don't have to worry about that anymore. We'll make sure to let you guys know um, what's happening on that forefront and, uh, you know, maybe even get Corey and Richie's opinions on that. But, but Chase. Real quick, before you move on, as long as it's not Mike Milbury, though, I, I'm good because that clown needs to be off the air and he needs to not work for any team because he's just the worst. Well, if it is Mike Milbury, we will definitely be coming back to you and letting you know Chase's thoughts because he's already had one rant on him in the last four episodes. So if you want another, Arizona, make sure to hire him. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a whole that'll, that'll be a whole separate podcast. Why I hate Mike Milbury. There you go. I like it. 
All right, Chase, hockey name of the day. Uh, I am interested to see what you got for me here. Yeah, good luck. Uh, that's not an English letter. <laughs> um, Valentine Geschmeischer. Geschmeischner. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Valentine Geschmeischner. It's don't you remember German that B is just an S like your double S not yeah, an S yeah. H yeah that's why I didn't you're going uh, okay. like my sh- like well <laughs> hey at least I didn't say Gishmeibner <laughs> you know what that's that's fair yeah I'm I'm sure anybody else who doesn't know the German language probably would have done something like that that would that would have been funny I I was kind of secretly hoping that you were gonna do that but I I figured you wouldn't but <clears throat> anyways our our, our boy uh, Valentine is a 27 year old. Just hockey player. He plays both forward and D. He plays in uh, the German two league, so just up below the DEL. The DEL two is what it goes by. Actually, he is definitely not an offensive threat. You know, six points through forty eight games last year. He's just kind of a guy who's hanging around that league, uh, not really doing much. He doesn't have much aspirations going anywhere else other than the level of hockey that he's currently at. You know, he's playing in his home country. So I'm sure he's not complaining too much. I'm sure he's enjoying it and getting to make a little bit of a living playing hockey. Can't complain. Exactly. And you don't need to be a great player to be on Hockey Name of the Day. Exactly. So, uh, what is it? Gish Meissner? Yeah, pretty much. All right, cool. Uh, he is our Hockey Name of the Day. If uh, you guys are interested in being the Hockey Name of the Day, let us know what your last name is because that could be somewhat fancy. I'm not very good at this whole pronouncing thing. I know on SodaPod, uh, Isha said that we should do a live hockey name of the day, him versus me. Uh, I think that would be really fun. That'd We're gonna be, have to gonna have great. to reach out to Isha about that. Um, I'm not sure how that would all work. Would we say it at the same time? Would we record it separately so that uh, you know we don't fumble over the top of each other? I don't know. Um, but that's it for the episode, guys. We appreciate it coming out to listen. Uh, Chase, why don't you let them know what they need to know before we log off here? As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, you know, there's different price points that uh, give you different rewards. So if you could support us that way we'd really appreciate it you can follow us on twitter at bolts broadcast that is at bolts broadcast also follow the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockey Podnet. that is at hockey Podnet. and while you're at it if you're interested in our football takes follow wnp on twitter that's wnp sports pod that is wnp sports pod and also make sure to look out for bolts broadcast twitter you know we've got that merchandise store that we plugged in the beginning of the show uh we're gonna be doing some giveaways coming up we're just figuring out the logistics of everything so once that is done, we'll you know we'll put out a tweet and just be on the lookout for that. Uh, go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts within the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen that way. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your comments, questions, concerns. Uh, let us know your thoughts. And please go check out our merch store and support the Bolts Broadcast Boys. Absolutely. If you guys have any suggestions on what you want to see from us, let us know. Stay interactive with us. We love talking to you guys, whether that be, hey, what are you guys thinking about the Tampa game tonight? You know, we'll gladly be able to answer that for you. All right. Well, that's it for the episode, guys. We appreciate coming out to listen. And we'll talk to you next time.